Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with a special live episode. This is a uh, sort of a crossover edition of the Level Up podcast and the Local Domination podcast with uh, with two of my favorite people, not just on a personal level, but two of the guys that have built businesses that I that I respect the most. And we're going to talk about a couple of things. Number one, finding the shortest path to cash and what that path is and exactly how to maximize it. And we'll get both of these guys' perspectives on that. And we're also going to talk about how to put your marketing essentially on autopilot, right? So how to build structure systems and follow-up sequences that, that really nurture people and generate calls, inbound calls, the magic calls on the real estate side. We know them as come list me calls uh, in any business. We want those people calling up and essentially saying, hey, I want to work with you. Where do I send my money? Uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to get into. First of all, let me bring in Greg Harrelson. Greg, what's up today? Hey, man, just uh, another great day in paradise in, in South Carolina. It's a little chilly, but uh, I think we're going to warm up this, uh, this com- with this conversation. I tell you what, marketing automation, one of my favorite topics. I love it. So it's right. ready to get started. Cool. And then Doran Aldana, and our, our viewers might not be super familiar, Doran, you don't do a ton of, uh, of live broadcasting yet, although you're getting into it, and we're going to talk about more, uh, more about that in the coming weeks, so helping you facilitate some of that stuff. But uh, kind of introduce yourself and let people know uh, where you're coming from, what, what end of the business, what your main things are, so that people can get familiar with you. Sure. Well, I've been an uh, entrepreneur since I was 19. I don't think I've had a day job since then, so I'm certified, bona fide, qualified, unemployable. You know, not mentally fit to work for anybody. So if you can relate to that, guys, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I got a couple businesses and uh, always more ideas in the works. But I've been working with mortgage professionals for about 13 years now, helping them uh, do a lot of what you guys do with real estate agents. You know, setting up systems, setting up referral systems, and uh, lead attraction, lead conversion automation, all that good stuff, as well as the mindset, the marketing, the management, the the, the real whole kit and caboodle when it comes to aligning up, uh, not just higher level revenue, but doing it smarter. So working smarter as opposed to harder. And then I've got a, a software as a service program called the Testimonial Engine, and that automates the process of getting client testimonials and then sharing them on review sites like Google, Yelp, Zillow, etc. So it's just an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy way to be able to dominate on key review sites like Google and Yelp and such. So um, that's a little bit about my background. Really been in the marketing game since, um, you know, uh, probably about 13 years ago. So uh, don't have a whole lot of expertise in anything else. So this is my very narrow area of expertise, marketing uh, in general, and then, of course, the mortgage marketing in particular, that a lot of it translates to the real estate game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Marketing is marketing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, 100% true. And and for those of you guys that uh, that are either familiar with one or both of them that you may not know this, both of these guys, the, one of the reasons that I respect the businesses that they built so much is that the fact that they are extremely good at starting off by leveraging their own skills, but then taking that the next step further and building systems behind them that leverage both the system itself and other people so that they can leverage out of actually doing the day-to-day work for the most part and have built businesses that are extremely sustainable and scalable and run
run without their daily involvement and generate, you know, more leads coming in, more sales coming in uh, in an automated way. And that's what we're going to focus on because that's really the, the holy grail. But let's start with this. So, so Doran, let's start with you first. Sure. When you think about, you know, putting your, mar- your marketing on autopilot and kind of building out this structure and marketing and all this stuff, you, there's really just three buckets that it comes down to. So I want to start with the basics that can really apply to, to any business. So when you look at all this stuff and building a business, what are those three buckets and the two types of, you know, the two time frames that you look at that everything else just boils down to that? Sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to slice it and dice it and dissect your strategic approach to your business. Um, but, you know, f- on a first um, glance basis, I would look at any business on three fronts. You're doing lead attraction, so attracting a lead. Then you need to convert that lead in order to actually serve that client and generate revenue. So that would be the lead conversion. And then the third component is once you have the client, and you've done that conversion, you've closed a deal, so to speak. We want to turn that client not just from being a client, but becoming an evangelist. So capturing maximum repeat and referral business. So those are really the, the three strategic objectives any business owner should have. Lead attraction, lead conversion, and then cultivating that client to become an evangelist. So if you look at it as a spectrum, if you will, uh, I, the, the life cycle of a client, you're going from suspect to prospect, prospect to client, client to evangelist. And that's your goal is to move them up that continuum. So strategically, uh, all of those are moving in, you know, a direction upwards in terms of trust, in terms of ascending in you adding more value, not just to them, but also to friends, family, associates that they refer to, as well as additional transactions. So the goal is to continue to make that client more and more and more valuable and have each client beget more clients. So I would look at it. From that perspective, if you're looking at buckets, lead generation, lead conversion, and then client cultivation to make them maximum value to you in your business. Yeah. Love that, Greg. And, and what I what we yeah. see probably on the real estate side, and, and I'm sure you see it, door on the loan officer side too, is for the people that um, – that master the lead generation side and even get into the lead conversion side, even once they master those two areas, then they tend to drop the ball on the client cultivation side. They, they have a very transactional style of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's hard to master all three of those. It certainly is. Yeah. And frankly, most people think that they're in the, uh, the real estate game or if they sell pizza, they're in the pizza game, but they don't realize the business they're in is in the marketing game. And until and unless you get that, you're going to stay small. Yeah, that's good. You know, one thing, Matt, that I want to just mention to the audience, what we're doing here is we're, we're basically kind of cross-pollinating. That's what we're doing here. We've got somebody that's kind of from the mortgage vertical. We've got myself that's from the real estate vertical. And we're cross-pollinating, meaning we're actually taking our two verticals, having a conversation about what we do inside of them, and then trying to learn from each other. So for the audience, that's what we're really doing. And, and I just want to sh- show you or just share some Real quick information on how I would describe what he just said. He, you know, I talk about we take strangers, we, we then make them acquaintances, and then we turn them into advocates. There's really not much difference in what I just said and what he just said. Um, not to say, and, and, and sure, this is not about, oh, gosh, I know this. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you see, it's two totally different verticals. But it's two very similar mindsets, and it's and, – and both – and that one mindset is working in both industries. So hmm. the reason it works in both industries is because of what Doran just said. It's about marketing. 
And that's really the business that we're in. Just wanted to kind of throw that out for the audience. Yeah, 100% true. So, Doran, let's let's talk about the the fastest path to cash, because that's something that you you talk a lot about. And there's a lot of ways to to get to the cash. There's a lot of ways to generate business in, uh, you know, and generate leads and then try to convert those leads. But when you think about like if you were to essentially be handed over the reins to someone's business right off the bat without really knowing much about them, I, I know you and you always go to a certain source. You're going to look at the same kind of area, the same part of their business first because mm -hmm. you call it the fastest path to the cash. So what is that area? Well, we're going to look at things like what are they doing to uh, maximize repeat and referral business? So that would be one. The, the shortest path to the cash is always going to be the database. If you have a database, that's the low-hanging fruit. If you don't yep. capture that business and you go chasing after people who don't know you from a hole in the wall, it's like uh, grabbing the 24-foot ladder, bypassing the low-hanging fruit, and putting your life at danger by dangling at the top of a 24-foot 24 ladder uh, at the very top, reaching for that high branch with anemic sour fruit at the top. I mean, why would you do that when you've got the plump, juicy uh, fruit full of nectar, full of all kinds of expedient profit right there from the ground? No ladder required. So many business owners neglect the low-hanging fruit in their database. And frankly, they're the hunters as opposed to the cultivators and the gardeners and the gatherers. And they're just in, in it for the hunt. And they don't realize that this mindset causes them to work way longer uh, for way less. They're working way harder instead of working smarter. So I'm a big proponent of, hey, if we're going to work, we might as well get rich. And we might as well take the shortest path to the cash. I mean, if you're going to work, might, there's no brownie points at the bank for working harder for your money. So you might as well do it the most expedient path possible. So the, the very first thing I'd look at is the database. What are they doing to uh, strategically and systematically wow their clients' socks off, exceed their expectations? You don't get referrals just for meeting expectations. You get referrals for exceeding expectations. Well, how can you engineer your business to do that systematically? That's one opportunity. Another one is what are you doing to ask for referrals strategically after you've wowed them, after you've got, for example, who better to ask for a referral? Someone who just gave you a five-star review. So wow them, get a five-star review, ask those people for referrals. And then there's certain ways to ask that are more effective than not asking. What are you doing long-term to cultivate that relationship? What are you doing to cultivate it and add value via email, via direct mail, via uh, telephone? And all these need to be systematic. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants, winging it, that's not going to go so well. You know, you have a you-based business instead of a systems-based business, and that's not a real business. That's a practice, you know. That's trading time for money. Uh, so that's just looking at the one bucket called mining the gold from your database. But then there's also referral partners. So how can you get maximum referrals from the highest capacity source of referral partners? So in other words, ask yourself, if I could just have one referral source, who has the highest capacity to send me the most amount of referrals most often? And then you build a campaign designed to attract those people, not because you just have a pulse and can fog a mirror and you look cool, but because you actually add unique value no one else is offering, right? So you have to strategically create a campaign that adds unique value that attracts them to you as opposed to you just smiling and down and cold calling, throwing a bunch of yogurt at the fan, hoping something sticks, 
right? Mm-hmm. So that's the second bucket is referral partners. And the third would be consumer direct. And there's a million and one ways to slice and dice and skin the cat on consumer direct, pay-per-click, Google yeah. AdWords, direct mail, et cetera. But those would be the, the, when it comes to lead gen, those would be the three different areas that we'd look at. We haven't even begun to look at lead conversion fully yet. That's just mm-hmm. the lead gen component and the shortest path to the cash to bringing in hot for what you got quality leads. All right, well, there's two, two areas I want to get into. Greg, go ahead. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if this is going to be one of them, but um, you can imagine that, uh, first of all, that's awesome. That was some great content right there. Yeah. And I can I can just, you know, I'm listening to some of the audience, you know, right now, and they're saying, okay, all right, I'm ready to, you know, I, I, I know I need to work my database, but I, I my database is very small. You know, I've only got... 10 people in it, or I don't have a database, like, what What do you say to them, Dorian? Like, how does somebody get started just on that one component mm-hmm. of, uh, of the process? That's a great just question. Just building a Greg. database. That's a great question. And again, if you don't have much of a database, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't make sense to set up these kind of a systems. They'll have less impact than someone who's got a thousand people, a thousand past clients. You know, you can make it rain in a hurry with the right systems and campaigns if you have a big old database like that. If you're starting from scratch, then uh, there's less upside opportunity for that immediately and expediently. So you're going to want to look at another opportunity, which is okay. Now I need to look at the other two buckets: referral partners and. Um, the consumer direct. So what's my shortest path to the cash when it comes to uh, cultivating really profitable, solid, loyal referral partners? And how can I generate some consumer direct leads that can potentially help me add value to my referral partners? Because if you can self-source your own leads, if you have a marketing engine to self-source your own leads, now you can go to those referral partners and say, hey, I've got a system that generates these hot for what you got leads. I've got more of these leads and I have referral partners to refer them to. Would you be open to getting a coffee together uh, for coffee to see if uh, you might qualify to partake in what I've got? Notice I've got the cookie, right? So until and unless you focus on a system by which where you can self-source your own leads, and use that as bait to attract partners, I think you're really losing a lot of traction in your lead generation. And if you're just p- pushing paper all day or doing cold calling sporadically without any strategic focus, you're going to lose a lot of forward momentum and profit potential. So you want to always be asking, how can I get maximum results for my time? And that's exactly how you do it. Yeah, you know, I, I tell a lot of people, and Matt, I know you've heard me say this, is, you know, a lot of people that say they don't have databases, they forget that they have a smartphone, and they probably have two or 300 people saved in their contacts. That is a database, by the way. Right. I mean, that is a database. So a lot of people forget that because it's not in some CRM or some Excel spreadsheet that they, they go blank, like, I don't have a database. And I said, well, can you just pick up your phone? Let me hold your phone for a minute. Unlock it. Man, you got a lot of contacts in here. This is like what a database is. Um, before we, before Matt, you mm-hmm. jump in, I got one other question that I, I really, really want to know. Can you define what a referral partner is? Because I, I think I'm immediately going to, but I don't think you would say it's only this. I'm immediately going to a vendor. Like a and in the real estate industry, it's a, a a loan originator that could maybe refer me people. Is that all a referral partner is, or is it a little bit more than that? Another great question, Greg. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, by the way, on the the point of uh, their sphere of influence, their network. A lot of people underlook, overlook that, neglect that. And there's a lot of gold that you can be mined just from your own personal network, especially if you're an extrovert and you crawl out of your cave more than once a week. It's uh, a lot of potential there. 
that you could start to mine with a direct mail newsletter, with weekly video tips, with social media connections, Facebook, staying in touch with them, reaching out. So there's a ton you can do with that database. So I just wanted to breathe life into that and affirm that. Um, when it comes to the other question you asked, which is, um, dude, I totally forget what referral your question partner, was. Like oh, defining, a, defining a little bit more what a referral partner is so we don't just make it up in our own minds as right? an audience. Right, right, right. I, I had a little bit of a short sleep last night because I neglected to take my puppy to potty before I put her to bed, and she woke me up in the middle of the night. So if I seem a little delirious and incoherent, now you know why. So, so yeah, so any of you who are thinking about getting dogs, I'll tell you what, um, think again. It's a hell of a lot of work and a lot of loss. Sleep, believe you me. Uh, so referral partners, uh, the best referral partners are someone who your ideal client is talking to or working with or building a relationship with before they talk to you or before they have need for your services. So in, in the mortgage space, obviously, that would be real estate agents, ideally top producing real estate agents because they have the highest capacity to send the most amount of referrals most often and they're speaking with the client generally before the mortgage professional. So that's, you know, a no-brainer. And that's why mortgage pros are such a pain in the ass calling you guys up, smiling and down and say, hey, I got great, great rates, great service, throw me a bone. And you're like, click. Seriously, I don't want to hear that. So that teaches you two things. One is you want to be asking yourself, who is working with my ideal client before they're working with me? So for example, perfect case in point, relocation agencies. If someone's planning on moving and they work through a relocation agency, chances are they're talking to the relocation agency before they have a real estate agent because they don't know the real estate person in that market because it's a new market for them, right? Mm -hmm. That's just one example. So you can start to let that trajectory of thought continue and add more people to the list. And then, of course, you can't just be like the Joe Schmo loan officer who comes off as a parasite calling up mortgage, uh, real estate agents saying, hey, you know, I, I do great work. I can provide great service. Well, who for the freak cares? Every Tom, Dick, and Harry says the exact same thing. You've got to have a compelling value proposition. So that's where you need to ask yourself, what does this referral partner need or want? What are their problems? What are their pain points? And how can I add real value? No one's even thinking about offering. When you answer that and you deliver real value, that's where you've got the, the secret sauce to do some magic with. Yeah, that, that's that's what such a great description. Who is working with my client before they start working with me? So one of the things that I just thought about is um, I get a lot of referrals from my personal financial advisor who is working with a lot of clients and he's managing their money and he's constantly giving me referrals saying, "Hey, look, I'm talking with so and so. I told them about you. They're thinking about repositioning one of their you know, real estate investments into something else. Um, you know, and I told them about you. Here's their information. They're expecting your call. And that's that that fits." Exactly what you just said, Doran. They were talking to the financial advisor about make doing some sort of real estate transaction prior to them actually reaching out to a real estate agent. So thank you for that. That's a gift. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking. I mean, from what from what I've heard, um, and and just the, from what I've thought about it, there's a couple that spring to mind as well. Probate attorneys. Uh, or state attorneys, and um, you could also go even as simple as bridal planners, wedding planning companies. Um, but yeah, financial advisors. It, it's interesting that you say that, Greg, because I've done a little bit of work in that space, and I know some guys that that are really well connected um, there. And I've always been 
I guess, in retrospect, surprised agents haven't made more of an effort to build a network of referral partners in the, the wealth management space, because if you want to up your price point, what better way than to start working with higher net worth individuals? And those are the people that have the, the relationships. So like I like, Doran, your approach of not only just who's working with my ideal client before they get to me, but who has the relationship? Mm-hmm. Who has the relationship with the people that I want to work with? And you can get outside the box and go even further with like divorce attorneys. Guess what? There's usually a transaction involved there, right? Yeah. Uh, what about groups and advisors and thought leaders and consultants in the real estate investing space? If you want to nicheify yourself as an expert at doing, uh, at uh, getting transactions done in the real estate investor space, well, there's Lots of opportunity there as well, where they already have a herd of real estate investors that they could endorse you to. So you can see how once you start getting down this line of thought, there's a lot of opportunity that most real estate agents overlook. Yeah, agreed. And I want to shift the conversation over to a little bit more of the of the systems and putting the marketing on on autopilot. So, Greg, we'll start with you mm-hmm. because you have I think you have some systems that are already in place. How you communicate with the new buyer or seller client, both when they come on as a new client, as well as after the transaction is closed to like continue to nurture that relationship well after the transaction is done. So I would love to get kind of a peek into what those systems look like so people know what your system is. Right. So, you know, we'll go with, uh, you know, Dorian talks about uh, the uh, attra- lead attraction. So let's just assume mm-hmm. we've attracted a lead. Uh, maybe we've captured them somehow. And I like that you don't use the word capture, use attraction. I actually don't like the word capture either. Feels like um, we've captured them and we're putting them in prison, right? So I try not to use that because I just don't like the way it sounds. But anyways, we've attracted them. So we've uh, attracted the lead. Well, you know, normally or, or obviously we're going to be in communication of giving them information about properties because that's really, you know, the the obvious thing that they think that they're going to get from us. But unfortunately, that's the same thing they're getting from the other hundred real estate agents that are hounding them at that moment. So through the process, before we've actually done a deal, we really just focus on educating the consumer. So we want to talk about, you know, maybe creating videos. And, and well, we've already created the videos and we have in a, a, a drip system where we'll send a video out about, you know, how to negotiate, um, you know, the best price, you know, for, for a property. So we'll talk to them about negotiating strategies. We may talk to them on how to prepare an offer, you know, and put yourself in a winning position to, uh, to win the, the, to, to win the property over, uh, the competition in a multi-bid situation. We may discuss with them, break down in a video, um, you know, the net, uh, you know, the cost associated with a transaction and we'll be very transparent with them and let them know all the costs so they can feel like, okay, I didn't know that. And sometimes it may sound a little overwhelming to them, but, you know, our commitment is to educating the consumer so they can make very informed decisions. So by the time we attract them and until they actually contract our whole focus, besides properties and showing, our whole focus when it comes to communication is adding value in the form of education and then not asking them in the videos to do business with us, just assuming that the law of reciprocity is going to take place, that the person who who delivers the most value is going to win in the end. And, and you know, it feels a lot better to have a hook. And, and so then we can measure, well, so many people watched this video or looked at this email and it converted 
to this. But, you know, and, and I do monitor those numbers, but the key is, is I'm not really focusing on that as much as I am. Is this educating the consumer? And if I continue to be the educator and known to be the person who's given the most information, we feel like we'll do the most transactions and win the most people over. So that's that's how we're doing it, you know, from from when we first attract it. Greg, yeah. I'm going to be right. a little uh, a little controversial. I agree with please 99.9% of what you say. And there's one piece uh, because I'm a hardcore marketing marketer and I'm a direct response marketer. There's one piece I would dovetail in there um, that I think would blow the lid off results, and that is I want to get if I'm a realtor, my traction point is a phone call. If I can get a phone call, if I'm good on the phone, I can get them to the next step if they qualify. Plus, the phone call is a qualifying opportunity to see if they're even the right fit, if they're even worth my time. So yeah. if I can t make those videos translate to an appointment on the phone with a free consult, I can get a heck of a lot more traction out of those. So if I was doing those videos, I'd say, hey, if you want more info, uh, in a, or if you'd like more information, uh, I invite you to schedule a complimentary consult at uh, Meet Me, or you know maybe it'd be triple w dot meetwithdoran.com, something like a custom URL that uses a, a software like Schedule Once automated system. So now people can schedule themselves in because my I know if I can get a hundred people on the phone with me, I'm going to convert probably thirty to fifty, probably thirty to forty percent of those into clients. Yeah. Right. So now those videos are translating to an appointment and that appointment can be tracked and those appointments can be converted into clients and clients get converted into transactions and into cash in the wallet. So I would just add that one piece. Yeah. I would give a call to action for a free consult and have yeah. people book an appointment into my calendar. You do that. You're pouring gasoline on the fire, baby. Your results will yeah. go way through the roof. So I like that, and, and I think that's a, a, a point well taken, and I, I, I really think that's a great idea. One of the things to go a one step further is um, what I'm really doing is let's just assume for a minute that we've attracted the lead, and on day two, an email automatically goes out there. And right now, I'm not following what Dorian said. I think he just gave us a great nugget, right? But my video is going out, and it's saying, you know, it's I can't remember what it's saying, but it's saying some sort of educational um, you know, peace. Well, what I'm doing is, is because I'm using Infusionsoft and Dorian, I think you know quite a bit about Infusionsoft also, mm -hmm. I'm monitoring the click patterns and based on them clicking, I'm then sending them down different paths. And I've got mm -hmm. plenty of landmines set up that when they trigger a certain path, it's triggering an email alert to my agent. My agent's getting an email that says, Doran was put into our database four days ago, and in the last four days, he watched this video, this video, and this video. We suggest that you actually call Doran, and in addition, we're telling the agent what we think they should actually say. So Perfect. no, we're, you know, right now our, we're not doing the ask in the video, but we're actually gathering and monitoring click patterns, and then that's triggering an actually outbound call. So I think yep. I can actually take what you said, Warren, add that to the videos, continue doing what I'm doing, and I agree, all we're doing is enhancing this thing. Absolutely. And if, you, if, you, if people are listening and they've done similar thing to Greg where they've created videos, great content, but they're not getting that measurable metric of the appointment, you can easily just put a little button underneath your video that says, you know, click here for a free consult. You could also put it in your email, you know, uh, for more information, click here for a free consult. And then you can use a 
calendar software like Schedule Once to systematize that process. And that way, you're picking up all the low-hanging fruit and you're letting the cream rise to the top because now you're getting a, probably 10% of the hot for what you got is booking the appointment so you don't even have to make the phone call. Right. That's got to be the hottest lead. Right. The one that comes in off of what you just said has to be the highest quality lead. I, I love that idea. And the best part is it takes zero human effort on your port, part because your marketing systems doing all the heavy lifting for you. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Doran, I'm curious on, on your part, on especially on the mortgage pro side, just give me an idea of kind of how you've systematized and put your own marketing uh, on autopilot. Uh, from a standpoint of my company serving mortgage pros? Yep. Yeah, so um, we have a, a variety of different ways we bring in clients. Um, we have a Facebook group of about, I don't know, 6,500 mortgage professionals. I drive traffic on Facebook to get people to join. Um, because there's that community factor and because we have momentum and because it's got a, a catchy title, The Art of Mortgage Marketing, uh, my mm -hmm. cost per new member is exceedingly low. Uh, I think it's like, you know, maybe three bucks for every new member. It's very, very low. Um, so okay. I'm able to build that up. And then as I add value every day in that group, as well as have people uh, on my team reaching out on my behalf through Instant Messenger, engaging these people, we're able to book a lot of appointments. I do Facebook Lives on uh, Fridays for that group as well. So we get a lot of appointments uh, with either myself or my sales team uh, just through that group. So that's awesome. a nice little, the cool thing about Facebook groups is you got your own little fishing hole that you can fish all day long. It's like shooting fish in a barrel because there's that trust factor. And they see me as the expert because I'm the leader. I'm the owner of the group, right? So that's really a, a powerful strategy that's made hundreds of thousands of dollars for us. Um, another strategy is we do pay-per-click to an automated webinar. So Greg was talking about the power of education. Well, one of the best ways to get people to consume education is make it a live event. Because what's the problem with a canned event where they can press pause and come back to it? They do that, and then they never come back to it. Right? Life gets in the way. They get seduced by the bright, shiny object, the urgent and important. Next thing you know, they will watch 10 minutes of your 40-minute thing, and they didn't get what they should have got that would have got them on the phone with you. So I drive people to a webinar, and guess what? It's a just-in-time webinar. It's set up on Stealth. Uh, stealthseminar.com, you can set it up so um, it's just in time. In other words, when they land on the video, uh, land on the landing page, imagine that. It just so happens it's just about to start in the next 15 minutes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So now yeah. my registration rate is super high, but also my show-up rate is super high. I got about a 35% registration rate and an 80% show-up rate. Holy cow. And then on the webinar, I'm educating, I'm indoctrinating, I'm building trust, I'm building authority. And I don't, just like Greg talked about, I'm not trying to make the sale right on the spot. We have an eight to $12,000 high ticket premium level coaching program. We don't try and make that sale on the webinar. We're just trying to educate them, build trust. And if they qualify and I delineate exactly what they need in their profile to qualify, then they can book a strategy session, a consultation, right? Yeah. So now we're driving pay-per-click to a landing page, to a webinar, watch the webinar, book the appointment, and within 48 hours from start to finish, we're getting someone from so, you know someone who doesn't know us from a hole in the wall, completely cold, to hopping off their wallet and investing 8, 9, 12K. Right? That's the power of having a system. And then people who don't register, we have a, a daily drip. 
And it's a similar thing to what Greg's talking about, adding value, relevant value, speaking speaking to their hot buttons, speaking to their pain points, being perhaps a little controversial at times, uh, pointing out the BS in the industry that competitors are throwing at them, that's confusing people, that's having people uh, pay more and spend more time and energy for less results. So I'm calling out the bullshit in the industry. And so, again, I'm their advocate. And at every point, I'm saying, hey, if you're ready to take that next step, book a call, book a call, book a call. And so I've got 30 days worth of daily drip just on for people who don't, for whatever reason, book a call. Um, so that those are a couple things I do to kind of automate the process. Incredible. Well, it's, uh, in, in the last few minutes that we have left, I want to get both of you guys' mm-hmm. perspective on this because both of you are – extremely good long-term strategic thinkers, but you're also very good at executing on a daily level, just at the tactical day-to-day level of, hey, this needs to be done. And it's hard for a lot of people to balance both. You've either got your long-term engineering type thinkers that they never get anything done today because they're always planning for the future, and they've got the people that are super tactical that that never build for the long-term. I think a lot of agents probably fall into that last group where they're so focused on how am I going to get my next client? They can't think 5, 10, 50 clients down the road. So, Greg, let's start with you. I just want to get a little insight into your mindset and how you look at investing the extra time that it takes to build the system versus just flying by the seat of your pants and worrying about the next couple of clients. Yeah, it's a great great thing to talk about. And I think... um, me, what I would say is I think it's the difference between thinking about an ROI versus an ROT. So if I'm thinking about a, rever- a return on my investment, I want to put a dollar in there or a minute and or let's say a dollar and I want to make $2 or $5, whatever that is. And, and when I focus on that, sometimes the fastest way to get a good ROI is to actually just do something that might not be duplicatable or you have to actually do it yourself like you're leveraging yourself. Okay, yep. that's where you usually get a good ROI. What I like to focus on, focus on is ROT, is return on my time. So sometimes I might do something that maybe instead of making a thousand dollars, you know, right now I may only make a hundred dollars off of whatever I just implemented or executed on, but I'm going to make a hundred dollars a thousand times for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. And so then I look at, okay, well, I had to invest five hours to, I could have invested an hour and figured out how to make $2,000, or I could invest an hour and figure out how to make $100 um, 1,000 times per year over the next 10 years. See, that's how somebody who's thinking about ROT, return on your time, it's the same amount of time, but I let my, my gains run gradually for a long time period of time. So I, I, I look at things, I'll have opportunities come to me and maybe financially it's like very attractive. And then I look at the time that it's going to take to, to actually score that one deal or whatever that monetary value is. And I'm like, that'd be a poor return on my time. Mm-hmm. Now, most people would be very tempted and say, oh no, I got to have this. That's a great ROI. If you're chasing ROI, you know, good, that's great, fine. But I suggest you start looking at ROT is return on your time. And if you're going to make return on your time, usually you're going to use leverage. You're going to use automation. It's not going to be as sexy, but it's going to last. It's very sustainable. So that's, there's my thoughts on that. Love it. Dorn, what's your perspective on that? Well, as far as I can say, Greg, that's a hell of a lot sexier 
having a business that sets you free as opposed to being enslaved to a J-O-B, which stands for just over broke. I mean, having a business that sets you, that sets you free is a hell of a lot sexier if you ask me. And uh, the other thing, too, is if you look at it, what you're talking about actually gives you ultimately a way better, way higher, way more lucrative ROI. You're just extending out the time frame. You're enacting what we would call uh, delayed gratification, and you might have to push it out three, six, nine, twelve months to start seeing a significant return on that investment. So you're delaying the return, but the return is so much higher, so much bigger, so much more juicy, it's worth it. And so I would certainly concur with Greg that uh, having that long-term perspective um, is going to have you build a much more significant, rewarding business because at the end of the day, it comes down to why are you doing what you do? Are you in it just to have a glorified job trading time for money on the time for money treadmill? Are you in it just to, you know, be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, uh, towed around by the electronic leash, your cell phone? You know, some people call it the smartphone. I call it the dumb phone because most people are, you know, addicted to them like crack addicted rats and they don't really have a life. You know, they live on those things, especially realtors. I mean, it's, it's like the quintessential, uh, you know, realtor that literally has this growth on the side of their head called a smartphone that makes them do dumb stuff. Like they can make, you know, millions of dollars. They got a lakeside cabin. And instead of enjoying that cabin, they're pacing up and down their driveway while their neighbors are laughing at them because they're not actually enjoying all the beautiful blessings that they're able to purchase because they don't have a freaking life. So how do you have a life? You have to start to look at what uh, Stephen Covey talked about in his uh, book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful, uh, Effective People, and that's the time management matrix where most people are living in quadrant one, urgent and important, right? Putting out fires. You got your fireman hat on, you're putting out fires. Well, mm -hmm. the realm of greatness that hardly anyone actually spend significant time in only the most successful the the most uh free the most uh shall we say extraordinary real estate agents are the ones who live in quadrant two what is quadrant two urgent uh, pardon me important but not urgent it's important to do but it's not urgent there's no fire there's there's no blowtorch under your ass to get it done it's just your own self-discipline. So you literally have to plan the work, work the plan. If you leave it till when you feel like it, when you're in the mood, when it's convenient, when it's comfortable, when you get around to it, how's that working for you so far? Not so good, right? It doesn't happen. You actually have to plan out time in your calendar. If you want to build a real business that sets you free, you actually have to plan out time in your calendar, ideally earlier in the day before you get sucked into the vortex of operations putting out fires. The first couple hours of the day are so important where you're spending time educating yourself. You're spending time fueling your rocket with inspiration, motivation, education. You're spending time visualizing. You're spending your, your time pouring in positivity into your mental factory. And you're spending time working on your business, not just in your business. Very different activity. Working in the business, you got a job. Working on your business, you're actually building something that sets you free. So the first two hours of the day, the highest producers, the most extraordinary entrepreneurs use that time. They leverage that time. It's called the Daily Masterpiece Blueprint. 
The first two hours of the day, that's where you want to carve out a good hour of power to work on your business, not just in your business. And you also want to have an hour of power to work on yourself, not just in your job. As the great and late, the late and great Jim Rohn once said, if you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you make a fortune. Love it. Well, I couldn't have said any better than that. Um, so I'm not going yeah. to, I'm not going to drop anything to drop it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So as Greg said, this is kind of a, a cross pollination. So I want to mention, you know, just how you guys can reach out to and connect with, with both of these guys. So number one, obviously they both host podcasts on, on our network. So Doran, you're the host of the local domination podcast. So people can check that out at localdominationpodcast.com. But specifically on the test model engine, which is how you can really put your, uh, the, the process and automate the process of getting amazing, raving five-star reviews. Where can people find more information on that? Yeah, they can go to mytestimonialengine.com, mytestimonialengine.com. You'll notice there's a webinar there, too, if you guys want to learn how to dominate on Google, uh, Zillow, Yelp, etc., and automate that process and get five-star rave reviews working in your favor 24-7 while you sleep. Uh, you'll notice there's a link there to uh, uh, subscribe to a webinar where you can watch live and and learn how to uh, become the not just average real estate agent in the market, but the only logical choice. It's called building your business at the speed of trust. So check that out. Very cool. And guys, a lot of the people watching here in the real estate profession are going to have very, very good and deep ties to the mortgage industry. And so definitely check out the Art of Mortgage Marketing, the Facebook group, right? Mm -hmm. So send everyone that you know that's that's a loan officer or in the mortgage business, send them to that Facebook group because they're going to get amazing, amazing content from Doran that will help them build their mortgage business, which makes you look good. So uh, Greg, let's turn to you. How, how do people reach out to you other than you know getting on to uh, the leveluppodcast.com? Level where they can find out more about your show. Yeah. Well, you know, for those uh, that uh, have been watching, you know, just you can email me anytime at gregharrelson at Gmail and, uh, you know, ask around and you'll find that people are emailing me quite often and I am responding and answering those questions. So just feel to reach out to me and uh, I'll do my best to, to share you some guidance. Yeah. And for those that don't know, because we, we're, we're not as good at mentioning it as we should, but Greg, if anyone's interested in getting into the marketing automation side of things, especially if they have a team and they really want to step up that, that autopilot marketing that starts generating come list me calls, all of your follow-up campaigns, all of your nurture campaigns and everything is already put together and available. So if, if somebody's thinking about jumping into Infusionsoft and they're concerned that, hey, I want to build all this stuff from scratch, you absolutely do not have to build any of it uh, from scratch. You can actually go through Greg and, uh, and a great company called Get You Wired, and they already have everything set up for you. They can literally set you up with an Infusionsoft account that has Greg's campaigns built into it already. And so you can also reach out to Greg about that. You know, Matt, we never tell them, but if they wanted to ever do an Infusionsoft demo and see how it works in the real estate campaigns, they just have to go to realestatesalessolutions.com, and there's information on it right there. Perfect. That's awesome. All right, guys. And then for both podcasts, you can go uh, check them out on iTunes and YouTube, depending on whether you want the video or audio version, what kind of phone you have. You can, If you're an Android user, you can get it uh, on Stitcher. Uh, like Doran said, don't let your phone be a dumb phone. Don't don't let it lead you around and determine what kind of business you build. So don't spend all of your time on it, but just listen to the podcast. Um, with that being said, guys, <laughs> we'll shut this conversation down for now. Uh, we definitely want to get these two guys back together again in the future, maybe next year, and do another follow-up mastermind because I know we can go away 
way deeper with both of them on this topic. So, guys, let us know if you enjoyed it. Uh, shoot me a message. Um, speaking of a phone call, if you guys uh, want any guidance or just a, uh, an, kind of an impartial second opinion on all the coaching and programs and courses and stuff that are out there, uh, as you guys know, I have relationships with some of the best in the business, and I talk to a lot of people. So you can actually grab a time on my calendar at 15.bookjohnson.com. That's just a 15-minute call. Um, so I'm happy to just give you a second and point you in the right direction if I can. So with that being said, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Dora and Greg, thanks so much for doing this. This was exactly what I had in mind. It was a ton of fun. Thank you. That was thank fun. You, hey, thank All you, right. Greg. Take care, guys. We'll see you on the next one.